The Senate votes on the Stormtrooper Initiative. Important information comes to light. Echo makes a big decision and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap the latest episodes of The Bad Batch. Hello there. Welcome back to the Sky Guys podcast. We are covering all the great Star Wars stuff out here, including the mid-season event of The Bad Batch. Two episodes dropped this week. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Joining me today, we got him back off the injured list this week. Uh, the man who's voicing the narration every single week. Pete Counselor is here. Pete, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, missed, what, about three episodes? So I'm sorry <laughs> to leave you guys hanging. But I'm excited to come back and talk Star Wars with you guys. It's been a while. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff coming through the pipeline here. Uh, very excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, and Pete was, I was, when I saw last week, the Hunter was listening to Trees. I figured Pete was going to get very annoyed about that. Oh my God! Can we can we just take two seconds at the top really quick before we just hey, what the hell was that? That's all I wanted. <laughs> two seconds I wanted. That's the two seconds. And by the way, sorry everyone, I don't have my camera working uh, correctly. I think it might be my device. I'm hoping it's not. So all you get to see is my beautiful name on a black kind of card there. So there you go. Yes, yeah, so the disembodied voice of Pete Considori. Yeah, I'm I'm behind the curtain. I'm the Wizard of Oz. This is uh, this is how we're gonna do it for the rest of the for the rest of the show today. Yep. Also with us today here, the lead senator on this podcast, Nick Freida is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Uh, this was uh, what I was hoping for when I was told about a Bad Batch season two. So uh, I'm I'm excited, and uh, let's just you know get all our plugs and all that out of the way, so we can talk about it. Absolutely. Here and Pete. People want to hear us here on the podcast. Feel free to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the dual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys podcast or your podcast platforms. Final episodes there, including Pete, like the stuff exclusive to this feed, which is for all the just on the suffering people here, all the bad, bad stuff, plus Mando Mondays until until the preview comes out. So you're getting you're missing a lot if you're not on the feed. Yeah, a lot of exclusive features. Definitely subscribe. Um, if you're not subscribed already, get on it. I think it's uh, I think it's definitely uh, a productive thing to do. If you're a Star Wars fan, you get a bunch of our content here and you get to get Mon- Mando Mondays. By the way, love that name. Yeah. I like the Mando Mondays. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and we're, and we're slowly and actually quickly approaching Mandalorian season one here. I mean, we're about, you know, a little less than a month and away. Correct. Yeah, we're about on date of record. We are uh, three, three weeks away. Three weeks. I mean, time flies. And have, so get get that exclusive content while you can get prepared for Mandalorian season three. You're not going to want to watch season three without our commentation here uh, prior to that season. Also, I will say here, if you like what you hear on the podcast, also feel free to leave a five star rating on on Apple Podcasts. here. I was looking at our ratings today here. We got a bunch of five stars. One two star got thrown in there because they were mad. We don't like the last Jedi. So if you hey, like- listen, that's that's bound to happen. Yes. Yeah, so if you, hey, like- you know what? If the negative one is a two. It's all right. Yeah. Better than it's better than a one. Yep. So I say you like us. Feel free to leave the five stars here. And Nick, we also have more content going up on the Instagram. How can people follow us there? At Sky Guys Podcast. Yep. You can do the same on Twitter at Sky Guys Podcast as well. There we share some news, comment what's going on in the Sky Guys Twitter feed here. Also follow the YouTube page, Mike Phillips on YouTube for the video versions of the conversation here we have here in the episode. And we not. I don't really have an appropriate figure here, so I'll break out an oldie and a goodie. I'll bring out a R two, which I don't know why Nick he was not the droid in this episode. There was a, there was an R two, not the R two. Yeah, there was an R five here. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think he said R five. I'm pretty sure. Oh well, it was an R unit. 
Yep, it was an R-Unit droid here. And let's get the stage set up here, Nick. There's a lot of Star Wars news this week. We had to catch up on since the last time we were here. Yeah. Um, so first, let's talk about... We got three things here. I guess four, but three main ones here. D, D. Bradley Baker had an interview that's up on StarWars.com. Um, not sure why the article was released now, but... Um, well, today was also the mid-season premiere, so I mean, like, the mid-season event, so I didn't want to try and pump people up for, for, this, for the back half. Yeah, uh, but long story short, this article just goes into detail about um, about what is to expect from this season in the show, and a lot of things we haven't seen yet with Crosshair and Omega, and he basically just says we're in for a treat, so, you know, if, if you don't feel like we were treated so far, expect good things to come. Yeah, and P. I'm gonna link this in the show notes to the audience here, so they want they want to read this here. He does go to some good uh, stuff about some of these character motivations here, including uh, Hunter as well. Talk about how Hunter sort of has to be nudged to take more action against the Empire. Yeah, I mean, uh, this this article kind of not to say it's damage control, but maybe they kind of knew the front half uh, was not as entertaining as maybe the back half of the season. So yeah, I mean, definitely that that link's gonna be up. Definitely take a look at that article. All right, uh, Nick, what else you got here in the news department? Uh, also, um, Star Wars Visions. Uh, season 2 is going to be coming. or I don't know if you call it Season 2. I think it's Volume 2 is what they're calling it. Uh, that's going to be dropping on May 4th. That's, uh, that's good. I feel like there's always some sort of content on May 4th, which makes sense. Now, we've, went, we've said before on the podcast that we personally are not big Vision fans, but I know there's an audience for it, and I know it's four people out there, and there's people out there that love it, so... Mark your calendar for that. And of course, we'll cover it, but, you know, not might, our thing. We might one. Yeah, for the guy who gave us two stars of The Last Jedi here, I feel like the, that the Vision people might sort of feel the same way if we don't like it, like it as much. But again, just to point out here, like, it's not for everything is not for everybody here. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people who love Vision. In fact, John Stanko, friend of the podcast, he's a big, a big fan of the Visions. I, I didn't know that. I, uh, I feel like maybe I did and I forgot, but I, I'm definitely not. Not because it's bad content, just it's just not my cup of tea when it comes to the style of the show. Same. Yeah, it's just not something that I'm interested in. But lastly, we have uh, Star Wars Celebration is in, I don't know exactly where. I know it's Europe. Do you know exactly where? I believe it's London. Okay, so it's in London uh, coming up. And today we heard that they're going to be announcing a Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary panel. And a guest star of Rosario Dawson will be Ahsoka, so maybe we'll have some sort of an announcement on a release date for that. Then I'm assuming we'll get a release date of Ahsoka roughly around the Andor time slot, but then I'm not really sure what's going to be going on in the summer. Maybe nothing. Maybe something. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll be early summer. We'll see. Yeah, I would assume that if she's going to be there, they're probably going to have a panel with her with that show and do like maybe like a t like a trailer and a release date. I assume all that's coming. That's I think April 10th. I want to say Nick is when celebration is somewhere in that window. Um, I'll look at real quick. You want to move on? I'll let you know. Yeah. So, P, I would assume that we're getting the Ahsoka tease, basically confirmed at Celebration. Yeah, I mean that would be a wasted opportunity if they don't. Um, you have Rosario Dawson there. It's a celebration, right? Uh, it's going to be after Mando. Um, I, I, I have a funny feeling that what you're it's saying, during Mando now. It is during Mando. During, during, right? Yeah, I keep, I keep thinking it's like a, it's, it's, you know. it's Easter weekend, but uh, six. Oh, I guess it still would be. Anyway, um, so it's during Mando. So I mean, I think, I think it would definitely be 
a missed opportunity if they didn't do something to to announce anything about the Ahsoka show. Um, so I'm hoping I, I am hoping that there is some information there. Yeah, that's that's all the news for now. There's a bunch of more Mando news. We'll cover that, Nick, on Mando Mondays this week when we go back and watch the Mando cut for the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Excited for that. We are excited for that. We'll get to that one on mon- on Monday here, but we're going to go here to the Bad Batch here, a two-part mid-season uh, event here, they're calling it. Truth and Consequences, The Clone Conspiracy, two episodes, about an hour runtime total here. So, Pete, since you were not here last week, I'll go to you first. What do you think about what we got today? I really liked it. I, I think it was a step in the right direction. I think we kind of flip-flopped back and forth this first half of the season. I felt like we took a step forward, took a couple steps back, step forward. Um, Character-wise, I still have my kind of problems with some of the characters. But story-wise, I feel like it was jam-packed with content. It's the content that we wanted. Um, I think I speak for most Star Wars fan that fans that this is content that, you know, in in – some aspects we needed, right? There's some some plot holes that are being filled here, which is pretty cool. Uh, but overall, I, I really enjoyed the two episodes. Yeah, Nick, Cully, I noticed today is also a lot of cameos. You got a lot of uh, characters that we've seen before pop up again in good in good places here. An interesting note here is that the first half of this, uh, the Truth and Consequences episode, no actual bad batch characters in in the in the show here. It's all people we've seen before, or new characters. So it's like another team was in the first half. So I guess it makes sense why they put the two together. So you don't go without the team for an entire week. Yeah, it makes sense. There's a conflict that happens that doesn't involve them, and then in the second episode, which of course we'll move on to after this episode, but then you bring in our heroes to help save the day. You see the conflict arise, and then you help the conflict happen or fix. So a little bit reminds me of last year's episode when we had uh, Hera's episode, like young Hera's episode, and then she, they were barely in the first one. The second one, they helped out. So it was the same model. I think they did it better here. I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's get to this episode here. So we're going to start. We'll go through both episodes, go through the plot and everything before we get to all the trackers and stuff here. So we're going to start. Uh, we go to Coruscant, Nick. Flat, you've been dying to see in this time period. Yeah. I'm very excited that we got to get start there. I as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yes, here we go. Yeah, here we go. We do go to a cantina on Coruscant. We see two clones there, Pete, named Slip and Cade. And they're talking about the whole situation with the Empire destroying Kamino. We find out that Vice Admiral Rampart is basically sold that it was a freak storm that basically destroyed the planet here. They were both serving on the ship. Cade wants to go public and say what happened here. Well, he gets gunned down, and Slip basically has to sort of decide he wants to carry the mantle forward here. So what do you think about how we get tossed into this plot? I think it's good. I think this was organic. I don't think it was kind of forced upon us. Um, I don't like it when they just tell us the facts. It's just like, there, there it is. Enjoy it. I think there was a lot of side things going on, right? We had Slip. He's kind of like, you know, having an issue too. I mean, I think I think this was the perfect intro to the two episodes. Um, was it the per- perfect Star Wars intro? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But for at least these two episodes, I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good here, uh, Nick. I, did you like what we how we started here before we got before we got to the Senate? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. Thought it was good. Thought it was great. Yeah, the one thing that confused me was at first when I saw the sniper, I was like, "Oh, I thought Crosshair killed them," and then they went a different direction with that. So that I thought that was interesting. Um, I always like when I'm wrong because I thought the same thing, and like when it's not him. Well, if it is him, I'm like, "Oh, yep, I knew." All right, no more, no more mystery. But when it's not him, I'm like, oh, this creates a whole new mystery kind of thing. So in that sense, I was happy about it. I was happy about it too here. And then 
Pete, we go to the Senate for the first time. They're having a debate over this military bill that Vice Admiral Ramparts proposed here. And the idea is here that we're going to phase out the clone troopers and we're going to bring in a conscripted soldiers that end up becoming our stormtroopers down the line here. We see that Senator uh, Rio, Rio Chuchi, who is a character who's carried over from Clone Wars, he's been pure bunch of them there, that she is saying, like, she's advocating for the rights of the clones and that, you know, they are not, like, being treated right here. So what is it about having this sort of debate on the Senate floor? Uh, yes, the Italian senator in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I think it was good. I think it was something that is reminiscent of the Clone Wars and also what we saw in the movies, right? I think that was something that was a nice, not callback, but a theme callback, if you will. And I think we kind of pushed away from that a bunch with different shows that we've seen, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, you know, um, Obi-Wan, even Bad Batch here up until this point. So I think it was a good back and forth. I, I you know, I... My my the consensus on this uh, sh these episodes for me are always going to be the same. It was a really great structure to this episode, and I think it was perfectly placed. Yeah, Nick, I did think it was interesting here that we had this whole sort of thing where like we want the Senate to pass the Stormtrooper Bill, as opposed to just ramming it down their throats. And this is something that Masameta and, and Rampart talk about after the fact here. I do think it was interesting that like we're still trying to preserve the the charade that the, the Senate is controlling things, even though they're really not. They are definitely not. And uh, it looks like a lot of the senators don't even know that. No, they, is... they. I think apart from Bale, I feel like most of them sort of think that they still have power. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. They they do, and they're obviously wrong. But yeah, yeah. And at any point we see here, I did think also Pete uh, Senator Chuchi. I feel like it's sort of filling the Padme Amidala role. I feel like if she was still alive at this point in the timeline, I feel like. She would be the type of senator who would be advocating for the rights of the clone troopers. Yeah, absolutely. Very reminiscent of, of Pabe. Very, very reminiscent. I mean, Ch Senator Chu's apartment it feels like a, a clone, a copy of like uh, Padme's apartment from the prequels. Yeah, I mean, it, it, not to say they took a play out of the prequels book, but this this seemed like I was watching a prequel movie. Like this seemed like the theme all the way through, which was nice. I mean, I mean, granted, Bad Bad Season Two it doesn't take place much further after this, the prequels. So I, I, uh, um, it, yeah, it was, it, they took a play. I'll, I'll just say it. They took a play out of the prequels book and I think it worked out for them. Yeah. Nick, what do you think about the conversation we have between Masa Meta and Rampart here? Because Masa Meta is sort of acting like a heavy here saying like, Hey, like you told us this is going to be taken care of. And Rampart basically says, don't worry. She has no proof on this. So I do think it was fun to sort of see like, we're going to take care of this as quickly as possible. And Masa Meta trying to be the, basically being the heavy, trying to force him to get the thing done correctly. But to me, it just, I knew this is a two-part episode. I knew they were going to have to do with each other, otherwise they wouldn't come out at the same time, right? Yep. So when he says they don't have any proof, I'm thinking the first thing I thought is, oh, they're going to get proof. Yeah. So that just told me that. That's what I took away from this conversation. Yeah, and Pete, we see that Senator Chuchi goes to uh, the canteen, talks to a bunch of clones, says, hey, I want to fight for your rights here. And, like, I do think it's a great conversation he has with the clones. The clones are like, yeah, so what do you guys want? Like, at, what happens after you retire? And they're like, we weren't programmed for this. Like, we have no idea what to do after you retire. So I think it was a fun point, sort of, again, rehash the point that, hey, like, these are just guys who were created to fight wars, and they were not really designed with the idea of, oh, you're going to have a long, productive life society after this is done. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the first time that we see, maybe not the first time, but um, maybe the most prominent time that we see some humanism put to the clones the clones are always treated as these these 
these military officers, these soldiers that were, that was it. They were made to be soldiers. They're going to die soldiers. And that is it. And when the clone troopers said we were, we weren't trained for this. We don't know what happens after fighting. We don't know what happens after serving our empire or Republic, whatever it is. It was, um, it is a great angle that I think should have been explored more in the other star Wars content we've seen, but I'm glad they're exploring it now. Yeah, and this does make some sense. It's not the, it did the enhanced aging thing reference again, Nick, because we see we do see Rex in this two parter, and we forget that like in about fourteen years he Rex again in Rebels. That like he's a very old man at that point. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have nothing to add. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do think here this this uh, speech that that Senator Chuchi gives gets the attention of Slip. She basically he basically tells her like, "Hey, like I know like." what's happening here. This is not a storm. I was on the ship when uh, Rampart bombed Camino and basically to kill a bunch of people there. So the, the next part of the episode here is them trying to sort of get slipped to come forward and testify in front of the Senate here. So Nick, any thoughts on that before we get to bail? Uh, not really. I mean, what did you take away from that scene? I did think it was interesting here of like how like uh Slip was remember at the beginning of the episode uh, that Kay was the one who was like immediately wants to come out and Slip was the one trying to talk him out of it and now I think Slip's a little spooked because he saw that like Kay gets gunned down probably for the information. So she's trying to get him to do the right he's like conflicted. Like wants to do the right thing, but he's worried for his own skin. Yeah. I, I see I see what you're saying. Yeah. And Pete will go forward here to see Bail Organish up, and Bail talks to Chuchi. She basically, he basically sends his R5 droid to recruit them to a conversation here. And what did you think of uh, Deep Throat Bail Organish here? I feel like the entire stuff, Bail is sort of like really quoting Deep Throat and being like the uh, sneaky source here for all these things. Yeah, very sneaky. Um, I I don't know. Have we seen Bail in this kind of light as just like the source material instead of actually trying to do something behind the scenes? It seemed to me maybe that we're just too early in the rebellion or if we're not even in the rebellion yet, probably not even in the rebellion yet because we're so, so new um, to the Empire. Um, it's interesting to see him in this kind of role. I think I just judging by what I've seen, I feel like Bail Organa is more of let's put action to it, not just have information. This was more just like, hey, you better watch out. I'm not going to do anything, but you better watch out. Uh, you know, things are happening that you shouldn't like get yourself involved in or you're going to need X, Y, and Z to, to make a point, make a case, um, you know, for the clones. Yeah, Nick, I think it's just tied back to Tales of the Jedi, too, but when we see Bail first try to recruit her, so we're like, hey, like, we're going to, you know, get something started here. And she's like, I'm not interested yet. And then sort of maybe Bail takes a cue from her, says, you know what, like, let me sit back and sort of get a lay of the land before I start making moves. Seems like uh, kind of like what um, Mon Mothma was doing in Andor a little bit. Yeah. Mon Mothma took right. 15 years to figure that out. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think Bale knows what's going on here. He's one of the few, as we mentioned, and I guess it's I guess in this, I, I would think actually by the end of this episode, or the end of these two episodes, that we decide um, that I think a lot of people in the Senate would take note on what's going on. You would think like it seems like only Bale kind of. I'm sure there's others, but Bale knows what's going on in the beginning, and I think by the end that a good a good chunk of the Senate would understand what's going on. I don't think a lot of them got it, to be honest with you. You don't? No, I do not. Did you trick them all? I think Palpatine snowed them. Oh, well. 
Good for him then, huh? Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. Also, we'll go, we'll skip with uh deep. We'll skip come back to deep throat bail for a bit here. And Chuchi finds Slip, and we found Slip isn't trying to get contacts somebody to get off world. Uh, uh, Slip gets assassinated by uh, Aranpod sniper here. Chu uh, Chuchi is targeted by the sniper who kills a couple of her bodyguards, but she ends up being saved, Pete, by good old uh, Captain Rex. He is back here to sort of save the day. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting Captain Rex. That was a little bit of a surprise. I don't know who I was expecting. I was just kind of like, ooh, a new character that we know. Um, maybe a missed opportunity. Could have been a, uh, a a character that we knew from the Clone Wars um, instead of just using uh, Rex again. But, I mean, I wasn't mad about it. I think it was a good choice, too. Yeah, Nick, part of me thought, oh, maybe he's calling Cody. And I realized Cody probably went AWOL, but now there's no way to contact him. So I guess Rex does make the most sense. Yeah, Rex is such a but recognizable clone because you know how obviously they all look the same right yeah what well, so did he take the helmet off I go, oh it's rex yeah. or the, the hood even though they all look exactly the same i was positive it was rex before anybody said anything i was like oh there's rex and, <laughs> and yeah it's just he fit perfectly for that role i think yeah and fun easter egg nick too and like they capture the sniper and he and senator chuchi go down to the sub levels to interrogate him that they use trace and rafa's garage as a uh, staging area yeah, I loved how he said they're not here. And then um, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Pete, were you happy not to see the Martez sisters show up here to help out? Very happy. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah, and I do think here, fun note that they try to interrogate him. Rex realized that this clone basically had his ID scrubbed, sort of like a secret, like a secret assassin that uh, Rampart has hired here. And Nick. Considering we watched Mando season two recently, like it was fun to see them bring back the electric suicide capsule that the Imperial officer used in that show. Yeah, it was cool to see again. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just really cool to see again. And uh, yeah, I was just interested in that. And we do find out that Rex learned from Slip that there is information on Rampart ship to uh, basically prove that he was bombed the thing. So. This piece, how we get the bad batch involved, because Rex calls them and says, "Hey, come help us out here. I have a job for you guys." That's me, uh, Pete. I think Pete lost the mute button. I'm sorry. I think I lost you guys because I all I heard was, "Is that me from Nick?" Can you just repeat yourself, Mike? I'm sorry. No worries. I was talking about how like this Rex realizes, oh, it's on. Like he gets the information that the proof is on Rampart ship, and he calls the bad batch in to come help him and steal the steal the information. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's the uh, there's our segue into the into the next episode, and I think um, it's a better mission than what uh, than what Sid can give. So I was excited about that at least. Yeah, Nick, were they throwing shade say at the beginning of the episode too? Because I think Wrecker's like where Wrecker said of- something too. He said, "I'm getting tired of waiting for Sid." I don't think he was. I think Wrecker's just uh, bored. Yeah, I think he, in his mind, it's like if I'm not bashing skulls on board and he just wants to bash skulls you know what i mean like, you know you know you know the kind of yeah. attitude i'm talking about yeah yeah he's already like he's not a guy who can just sit around and you know like go to the beach for like a day he needs to be doing something yeah yeah i also think before we get the bad batch showing up here we do get like this i we do the conversation we got nick again episode with echo and omega so our fortune echo's choice at the end of the episode uh, what what was the conversation here? I don't remember it. When Omega was meditating, he was talking about she, he was talking about how he couldn't do it, and then like she thought his place <laughs> on the team about how like oh like I would still be a prisoner, they didn't find me, but like sometimes you're doing more and stuff like that. Yeah, he questions his place on the team, and I'll be honest, the Bad Batch has existed for over almost three years now because they were you know they came to be in the Clone Wars season seven, and I'm still questioning his place on the team. Yeah, 
So I agree with him. Yeah. He doesn't have a place on the team. He doesn't play. He's just a veteran, I guess. Yeah. But they're all the same age. So it makes no difference to me. Yeah. So we do get this mission here and we send Omega off with Senator Chuchi to, uh, go invest, go keep, keep, stay with the center and work on her investigation here. So Pete, another fun bail, again, a deep throat moment here is when he really goes up to them in an alley. Here's the line from all president's men, follow the money. Literally, they just ripped it off from that movie. I find it interesting that, and I know Omega's a child here, but I find it interesting that, that Bill Organa, not knowing who this person is like, yeah, I'll just talk about all this stuff in front of them. I, I, I trust you, Chuchi. Like I, to me, very reckless. Very, very reckless. But yeah, another moment where there's some insider information going through um, that will eventually, um, and we'll talk about it, hurt or help their cause. Yeah, it certainly will here. And then if we see, let's stay with this investigation right here. They find the former senator of Camino here. And uh, Nick, she reveals that the Empire, that the Republic was basically siphoning money off of the uh, Camino project for a while. So she basically accuses Rampart of embezzling. Makes sense. The more you learn about the Republic and the Senate and the Jedi and everything, you learn you realize that everyone's corrupt and this entire um entire story is about greedy people. Yeah. So not surprised to hear it. Yeah, and Omega was sort of the key to get this senator to testify here. She's like, Why bother? Like my people are gone, they're all scattered in the wind. And Omega basically plays like I am a clone, that was my home, like I want to defend what's ours and defend our honor here. So I did think it was a fun moment for Omega too, to sort of like give the emotional appeal to get the Senator back on board. Yeah, we completely agree. Uh, Pete was Omega in- interesting to you in this part of the episode. No, I, I, the reason why I say no is because Omega has flip flopped so much in the past. I don't know, seven episodes that it, it's just like, how can you go from, being this kid who wants to go treasure hunting and had no care in the world to, I'm going to convince a Senator to go and testify because I'm angry. My planet was destroyed. It's like, which one are you? Are you the mature clone child that is supposed to be helping out your team? Or are you the clone child that is literally a child that doesn't know what she wants? So it's, it's um, a little confusing, a little back and forth. So sure. Interesting scene, but it's just kind of like, okay, like, Chuchi probably should have been the one that convinced the senator, not Omega, in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's for sure here. And then we get the mission, Nick, where the Bad Batch and Rex have to infiltrate Rampart ships being repaired here. They find it's power down and that they have to turn the power on to attract this mission here. A lot of fun hijinks with this crew as they were sort of going through the ship trying to get this data. Yeah, and it's like a... They say it earlier in the episode, or I think they actually might say it at the end of the previous one, but... This is all in Coruscant. Yeah. The Imperial part of the galaxy. They're wanted by the Empire. This is a, they're infiltrating an Imperial ship. This is as dangerous as it gets. And they pull it off with flying colors. Yeah. Pete, who was the most impressive part of that mission for you? Um I mean I just I liked all of it. I mean I don't I don't know if I have a a moment. Um Honestly, it seems like all a blur because we watched the two episodes. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, the mission itself was just impressive. I actually really just enjoyed the scene as a whole. Yeah, I gave Echo and Tech the tag team a great job here, sort of using the co- coordinate technology to like fly yeah. the ship and sort of like crash it to sort of scare all the troopers off the ground and yeah. using, using the escape pods to sort of. 
I, I agree. That one was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I just, I kind of, that, you know, that was cool. Yeah, maybe that one. I'm going to steal yours. I like that one. <laughs> you like that one here. And then we do see here that uh, we get go back to the Senate where they're about to have this vote here. And Chuchi is trying to, you know, stall to for time and shirk the senator out. And Rampart perfectly counter the, hey, like, why are you taking the word of this great senator here? Information is delivered here. The Bad Batch come through. Bail Organa plays the evidence that Rampart has bombed the Camino. And that gets everybody into a furor until Palpatine emerges. From the from the Senate floor here, after early episode, they were talking about how oh he's never here. Here he shows up, Nick, and he has probably one of his like white like more manipulative moments in a while. Yep, he they said it perfectly. I believe in the scene after this, he said in the Clone War, Palpatine was a step ahead of us, and he still is. Yeah. And no no better way to put that. He is a step ahead of everybody, maybe two steps ahead, and. Use this entire thing to his own advantage to get what he wanted, which was to get rid of the clones, to recruit from within or with the people, not within, but to get the people, train them less and spend less money. And there you go. Cost saving. Yeah. So to summarize here, I'll get Pete's reaction this year. Palpatine comes up here and says, oh, my goodness, this is this is devastating. Like, I can't believe that this ramp, this Admiral Rampart would act on his own accord. Arrest him. He's like he's the one responsible for this. But what does this tell you people about the clones? The fact that you know they were so willing to follow orders, they didn't even question bombing these innocent people here. So he basically manipulates the entire Senate to vote his way. Yeah, uh, what a powerful moment. Even it's only what forty five seconds, thirty seconds. Yep. I'm oh, it's just it's such a good part of the of the episode. Yeah, it's a great part of the episode here. And Nick, I did think it was fun afterwards that we had the the moment with the bad bad sort of realized like, hey, like. He played us like he knew exactly yep. what he wanted and he got what he wanted. Yep. That's right. And it makes sense. I mean, he's a, a calculating Sith Lord. I'm sure he's out playing five clone troopers and two senators. I mean, yeah, he's. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. If you think about it because we know the outcome. We know the clones are not treated fairly after the war we can see that especially in kenobi remember he sees that live action clone i believe that's episode two of kenobi yeah we know that's the case so there you go but uh to, to see it happening in front of us why they don't have the rights that the regular human or would have or the protection in any way is interesting to see yeah and Pete, this this moment also helps them i'm sure like save money because like when you play it that way like i'm sure that Senator Chucci's pitch for pensions for the clones is completely thrown out the window by this. Absolutely. Oh, completely thrown out the window. Yeah. No pensions, no cloning anymore. Well, he got rid of that by destroying Camino. Such saves an enormous amount of money. Yeah, and Rampart's the fall guy because he was covered pretty much either way. Because either Rampart successfully gets them to vote for it and then they don't have to worry about it. Or if big information comes out, Rampart's a rogue agent. He just, and it's his fault. Yep. And you don't have to like spend any money on recruiting either. Like they, this is this is the army. You like you, you just put a couple billboards up. People are gonna come to you. Everyone knows what the empire is. It's not like you need to advertise much, you know. You know, people. I was thinking. What they talk about in the beginning of it? They were conscripting soldiers here, basically to draft people to be in the uh, stormtrooper forces. I did. I so I may have gotten the wrong interpretation. Didn't Rampart speak almost like? Wouldn't we want soldiers that want to join us and weren't just made to fight for us? Like I think that wasn't that one of his like speaking points. I think that was his speaking point to the Senate, but he's not going to tell the Senate they were going to make everyone do it. I I see. Okay, so that's where I probably got confused. Yes, I just realized it must have been like we was talking about some matter talking about conscripting the soldiers. 
Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's literally like the one of the very first scenes of the the first part of the first it's the seventh episode. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 the Empire. Of course, they're going to just draft people into it. Yep, and we do get a key moment here: is that Echo has made an important decision, Nick. He has decided that he is going to lead the Bad Batch for now. He's going to work with Rex to do more to you know sort of save the to help right, do more for people here and. It leaves a mark on Omega here, and what do you think about this decision here? This is something you've been screaming about for the high from the high ups of this. Podcast. No, I think it was all BS. They made it up on the spot in the show because they listened to our podcast and they realized that Echo and Tech are the same person, and you don't need both of them. So there you go. Get rid of Echo. Hopefully, it's not one of those situations where he's gone for three episodes and comes back. And I'm not saying I want him off the show completely, but don't make him part of the Bad Batch anymore. Bad Batch works as it is. You have characters who are all unique. You have the leader. You have the muscle. You have the brains. You have the guy who can shoot, but he's not really part of the crew anymore. And you have the kid. Like, everyone has their unique personality. When you have two of them that are the same, when there's too many of them, you lose interest in them. The fact that there's going to be one less now, I think it's going to be really good for the rest of the season. I already find Echo is, we see Echo with Rex and getting some of his story. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Because I think that makes more sense, too. And Pete, I do think this... Sort of helps a lot here. I feel like, like having Echo, like sort of, he's sort of the one who's had a backbone here for the whole time. Oh, we got to do more to help out. And seeing him leave to do that, you wonder maybe if like it gets the rest of these guys to start thinking more about what their own life choices. Yeah, I also think it frees up the space for Crosshair to come back. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about what our theories are for the rest of the season, but um, I, I think this whole episode makes a nice little pathway into Crosshair making his way back to fighting with the Bad Batch and not against them. Yeah, it does open the slot on the ship, Nick. We could have like a fourth bad, the original could four be. together at some point. Could be. I still think they have work to do to earn that, though. Yeah, we, we will see. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Crosshair. I mean, no. I, was, I was surprised he was not in this episode at all. I, I'm surprised he wasn't, but I'm happy he wasn't because it just it was just all new. Yeah, I like that we're sort of, though, I did like the choice to keep him in the background sort of mysterious because I know D. Bradley Baker said there's a big episode with Crosshair coming up in about a couple of weeks. So I, mean, I would not be surprised if you don't see him again until that. Right. All right. I think that's, I think that's it for the episode here. I think we did a good job sort of wrapping it up here. It's, it's Pete, I mean, Nick, the plot here on this episode is taking us longer than I think the last three weeks combined. It makes sense. A lot going on in this one. It was a good one, and there were two. Yeah, good one. And there were two here. Let's get to our trackers now in terms of what we're keeping track of here. So, Pete, once again, uh, no Hondo this week. It was not an episode of CMA, but I'm losing faith we're going to see him this season. I know. What? I know. We got we to gotta petition. We got to petition to get Hondo in one of these shows. Yeah. I, that's what it's going to take. Yeah, we'll start the petition. We'll start to change that arc petition uh, next week here. We'll get that going here. But, uh, Nick. Live action counties. You're now up to seven. We had four this week. Actually, five this week. We got two wow. two from Bale, two from Masamata, and one from Palpatine. So we're from two to seven this week. Now you're missing one. Who'd I miss? Heinra Pomelo, the senator from Rogue One. Was the senator speaking in the Senate. All right, so I'll add that on the board next week. So that's uh I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the spelling. It is T Y N N R A Heinra. Last name P A M L O, Pamelo. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but if you look her up, you will see who she was, and you'll go, oh, "Yeah, her." Was she in both? Was she in both episodes? I think she was in both episodes. She was in the in the. She was wearing the hood. 
She was the senator wearing the hood. And it was actually the same voice actress, too, who played her in Rogue... Oh, the same... The voice actress was the actress in Rogue One. Yeah, that's, that's a nice poll, so good catch on you, Nick. I'm going to update to next week, so we'll, we'll be 10, then, if she's in both. I'm almost positive she's in both. Okay, so we'll double- I, I'm 99% sure she's in both. So we'll fact-check that one for next week. Okay. Uh, Planet's here. We're up to nine, Nick, as well, because we got the chorus on, finally. Yes. That's great. All right, so though we're not halfway, we hit nine plants. So now I think we're a little jeopardy of your hitting your under on the over. Under 19 20. and a half, yeah, especially at the end, they slow down too, so. Yeah. I think we're not, I think we might hit the under now. Yeah, I think we're going to hit the under as well. All right, next up here, Pete. Best episode in a while because there's no Sid mission. We're still stuck on four. I, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I think, I think uh, everyone agrees with me on that one. Yeah. Yeah, we've gotten now three whole episodes that Sid, which means I'm worried we're going to see her next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about it. Let me let me enjoy what this was this week. All right. Last but not least here, the clone tracker. We added another four this week. Got Slipping Cade in episode seven, then Rex twice. So went from three to seven here, Nick. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, so three of our trackers updated this week. Now we're going to go to the end. Also to note, though, like I just want to note, I know we don't have an animated tracker, but it is to note that Senator Trucci is not a new character. Like, she was in numerous episodes of The Clone Wars. I just want to make sure their audience is aware of that. Yeah, I thought I mentioned that earlier in the show, but, like, great, great did. clarifying it. Okay. Yeah, and, and another thing to note is the species that she is. I, I believe it's, uh, and Torin. I'll take your word for that. It's the same species of the character that George Lucas plays in Star Wars. So you know the character that he plays? Yep. The guy who's sitting outside the um, opera house when Anakin's running in to talk to Palpatine about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. So that is an interesting fact. And I also just noticed a couple other things. I just noticed, like, the guy who was in charge of the... Oh, man, I don't know what he was in charge of, actually. One of the senators, he had, like, the the big gold hat on his head that went back like this. That's the... You know, it's the same species that was in the Separatist. And the banking clan has their leader here, too, which just shows that all of these systems that defected from the Republic and were in the Separatists, now that the war is over, are back in the Republic. Similar, similar to, like, the United States with the Civil War. You know, the South seceded, and they're back. And yeah. It's just interesting to see that. Like, you see the banking clan here. You see, I'm not sure what, who they run, to be honest with you, these people. The uh, they're they're called the um, the Gossams. I'm not sure what they run in the Separatists, but they're also here. And I just find that interesting that when the war is over, everyone is together. So now we know what happens to Separatists after the war. They join the they join the Empire. They get dragged into the Empire. They don't, they don't they, well, yeah, they're not not against their own will. But I don't know if it's against their own will because does this guy not this one specifically because the one from the Clone Wars died, but he died on Mustafar. Anakin killed almost all of them, but. Those guys probably knew the plan, right? Well, I don't think they knew the plan. I mean, there's no way they knew that, like, like uh, the whole idea of Vader coming in and sort of, like, wiping out that leadership. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on board with it. I, I don't think they knew every detail, but I think they may have known that Palpatine was Sidious and he was going to end the war and bring everyone together. Yeah. All right. They well, may have known that. I don't know. It's a fun plot point to consider for the future here, but... Let's go now to our MVP and LVP section here. These are the best and worst characters from the season as we have been ranking them so far. As of right now, Commander Cody is on top of the board at plus three. Uh, Gungi, Tech, and Wrecker at plus two. 
Echo and Romar are plus one. Hunter dropped from plus two to zero after Nick and Pete dinged him last week in the LEP section. Negative ones. Vice Admiral Rampart. Crosshair. Governor Groton. Tony Ames. Disney. Omega and Venomore are all negative ones. And it sits down there by our lonesome at negative four. So that's the board thus far here. So we're going to give out one point for these two episodes, Nick, because this is basically one combined story. Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Should I kick us off? Yep, you can start us here. I gotta go with Palpatine. I knew you were doing it. He manipulated everybody, and I mean, it was a perfect job. I mean, what more do you want from an MVP? Yeah, he did exactly what he was supposed to do here. I'm going to give this one to Senator Chucci, because I feel like she did a good job trying to, you know, fight for the rights of the clones, trying to prove that the genocide community are happy, and she does get Rampart arrested, so there is some progress, even though she did not get what she wanted entirely. So I'll give her an MVP point for her efforts here. So, Pete, I want to wrap up the MVPs of the week. Um, I I have to be boring and go with Nick's choice. I was going to say Palpatine as well, just like he was one step ahead of everyone, manipulated everyone, and just it was such a powerful 30 seconds that he gets the MVP for both episodes for me. Yeah, and Nick, I do want to give it all into the deep throw bail again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. LVP section here. I'm going to kick us off here and say this, throw this out the panel here. Is there anyone this is not a clean sweep for Vice Admiral Rampart? I am i don't think Rampart's the LVP for me. I'm giving it to Rampart. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I'll I'm, go last. I'm giving it to Rampart because I feel like with how like arrogant he was, like, oh, they can't do this. Like, they can't prove this. Like, honestly, once you bomb Camino, like, why are these records still on your ship? Delete the damn file as soon as you get home. I get that, that you know, you were out the witnesses. Then you say, hey, you know, like, my, they're wearing against mine. I'm the proven admiral, and these guys just random soldiers here. The fact that he left the video on his ship to be stolen and proves against him to get arrested and play like a fool by Palpatine and Masameta, bad job. I mean, sure. I mean, delete the audio. It's, delete the evidence. It's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with that. So who are you going with, Pete? You know, you said Rampart's not your LVP. I'm going with Chuchi because she single-handedly probably got all the clones killed now. I mean, uh, let's be honest. I mean, she, it, not to say that she shouldn't have stood up for them, but she went above and beyond to prove something that, I mean, and granted, obviously hindsight's 2020, I'm sure, as a character, she's probably probably shouldn't have done this, but she tried to expose the Empire because he was, you know, Rampart was a part of the Empire and go against the Empire, and it bit her in the in the face. And now Emperor Palpatine's like, we can't trust the clones. And who knows what he's going to do with the clones? If he's going to have them ordered to be killed, if he's going to, you know, whatever. So I I have to give her the LVP. I don't think she actually thought this through. I think she was trying to do the right thing 100%, but I don't think she actually understood what she was getting herself into. Uh, Nick, who's your LVP? Um, it's a good point. Pete makes. I didn't think about it honestly, but I, I'm also giving it to Rampart just because he, I think he was evil, and I think that's the LVP. He was evil, but um, I for a while I wanted to give it to the guy, the other senator, the, the one of the banking clan, because he was just like, I, we know you want this because it benefits you. Like anything that benefits you, you're going to say. It was just so painfully obvious why he was doing that, but. I decided to give it to Rampart instead. And this, this, this split decision means that Sid is still on, and sold with us at the bottom of the leaderboard, uh, LVP leaderboard, Pete. Good. Sorry. I, I, can't, I can't find the mute button at least once a show. Uh, 
yeah, no, that's that's where she belongs. <laughs> I'm sure I, she'll, uh, sure she'll character. Yeah, I'm sure she'll have more points coming up here. And next up here, we go to the grades. We're going to grade the episode on a scale of one to ten. One is worse than uh, what we got two weeks ago when they're treasure hunting here. And 10 is up here with the Andor Prison Break episode. It's the best uh, Star Wars content of all time here. So, Pete, you want to start us off here to grade for episode 7? Yeah, episode 7 is getting a 7 for me. Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. I think there were some points that could have made it better. But overall, it was still a great episode. So, 7 for me. Uh, Nick? 10. Just, when I watch the Bad Batch on a Wednesday morning or evening, whenever I get around to being to be able to watch it, I'm not expecting anything better than that. That blew me away. All right. I'm giving it an eight because I enjoyed the episode a lot. I don't think it was better than the episode three that we got here. I'm going to give it the slight demerit that none, none of the actual Bad Batch characters were in it. That's the thing. When the show is called the Bad Batch, you don't have any of them. I think that's should you should not get a 10 for that, but I think it's still a solid eight. Next up here, episode eight, Pete, you're great for that one. Jumping up to a nine. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. We get the action. We get the plot twist at the end where Palpatine pretty much says, nah, reverse Uno card. I'm actually going to get what I want, even though uh, Rampart didn't do his job. Um, so definitely a nine for me. Uh, Nick. Uh, another, another 10. This is this was, to me, the, the great, perfect mid-season finale it was a perfect job and um yeah I, i'm not really a political person in real life but i love the politics of star wars and the fact that we got to see a lot of politics was just amazing for me i'm gonna go with pierre give it a nine the, the one demerit here is that we had to shoehorn omega into the choo plot and that made like the fact that she that pete made a great point about why oh like now omega has to you know go back from k was I want to go treasure hunting every week two episodes ago to now. Like, I'm the emotional heart of this one. Made no sense to me. Other than that, was perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. Next week here, the episode is entitled The Crossing here. I feel like we're going to be due, Nick, unfortunately. We're going to get a cool down from this, all this action here. I think we're going to get a Sid mission. It's not going to be very fun. You don't think it's going to be about crosshair when it's called The Crossing? Well, I mean, they did tell. I mean, going off the of deep Bradley Baker, you said the 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 uh, crossers about three quarters of the way into the season, so I don't think that's next week. Well, there could be an episode with him in it. That's not the one he's talking about. Yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting that it is some sort of like like job for Sid, where they end up like basically trying to like run a like like running like a uh, blockade or something. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, P. Anything? Any ideas about this episode we're getting next week? <sighs> Uh, there will be a dinner with Bosk. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> um, I uh, I think we're going to continue the clone trooper angle, um, but I do think a Sid mission will be involved on top of that, which makes me very sad. Yeah, I don't. I think I think it, I think we're still waiting. I think we're, we're still a few weeks away from the breakup with Sid. You notice that like every week they have this title. We know the title of the next episode. This one's called The Crossing. We've had other ones in the past, obviously, and. We hear it and we sit here and we guess what it's about. And then when it happens, it's like, oh, that was so obvious. Yeah. Like, so, like let's see week. what the obvious thing is. Yeah, like tribe. Like, like two, last week, we should have had that one. Yeah. All right. So that's it for Bad Bad's Weekend. We'll be back on Monday for Mando Mondays here. The Mando cut of the Book of Boba Fett. You were filling in the missing pieces if you have to not watch Boba Fett about what's going on, what happened with Mandalorian there. Because, spoiler alert, he showed up.
Yeah, he uh, he definitely does. And he's the best part of that show. So definitely watch it for that. <laughs> yeah. And Nick, ironically, one thing I forgot about this here, Pedro Pascal gets star billing on the show, too. Right, right behind the uh, Tim Morrison and uh, Ming-Na Wen. He's the third lead on that show. I mean, I, I don't like Tim Morrison. Uh, he does his best. I mean, you can't make it anybody else. It has to be him. So I guess it's him. Yeah, but I did think that was quite funny. But we're talking about that on Monday here. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in here for this week's episode of the Bad Batch cover. I really appreciate it here. Pete, people off file on social media. How can I do that? You can follow me on Twitter at PJConsidori29. Yep, tweeting some hockey, I'm sure, because I know there's a lot of Ranger trade rumors out there right now. A lot of Ranger trade rumors out there for sure. Um, not a big basketball guy, but uh, Nick had told us, what was it, Westbrook got traded? Russell Westbrook off the Lakers. Yeah, so um, I, the, the trade deadline's coming up, I, I guess, for both basketball and hockey. I'm not sure if it's the same date or in like the same ballpark date for the trade. Uh, yeah, they're always similar. I know basketball's Thursday. Not sure which day hockey is. Hockey's like so, a month from now, I think. Yeah, we still got a little bit of time. Oh. Bit of time, not too crazy, but um, but yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely gonna be tweeting some hockey and uh, Rangers. Apparently, there's like six or seven guys that the Rangers are trying to get. Maybe you know, in the rumor mill, Tarasenko's been thrown out there. Um, Kane, Timo Meyer. So we'll see. We will see here. And Nick, one more time, if you want to follow the Instagram, how can I do that? At Sky Guys Podcast, we'll be happy to have you. Yep. You guys will follow us on Twitter at Sky Guys Twitter. You guys follow me on Twitter, mphillips331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. This week on the Justin Sorry Podcast, we get you ready for the Super Bowl. We got a Super Bowl preview episode out there with uh, pro football guru Russell Baxter. We get some Super Bowl picks, and Nick submitted his Super Bowl pick to the blog post over on JustinTheSuffering.com. So that's another one I'm going to check out here. We'll I'm, rooting, I'm rooting against my own picks. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it for this week. Until then, until next week, guys, until we do episode nine of the Bad Batch, may the force be with you.